Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All A Bravo by Betches Podcast We don't say that but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on track me bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All Podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld Happy, you know what? (laughs) It's Medicine Monday it's in Monday. We haven't referred uh, to that in quite some time. I um yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I could use like some medicine. Medicine. Yeah. Not like not like a not like pharmaceutical medicine. Like I just need like a little like boost today. Like I'm drinking coffee. Coffee? But I, <laughs> like am I talking about like <laughs> Like, am I saying I need, like, cocaine right now? Yeah, like, drugs? Where do we want to go with this? What do you want? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I feel like, you know, this weekend was not as refreshing as I wish it had been. Like, it was one of those weekends where, like, yesterday at noon, I was, like, already I'm stressed about this. Like, the day feels like it's over. So many people that I spoke to this weekend, because I think collectively everyone was, like, thank fucking God it's the weekend. And everyone was like, this week felt like it was like 10 days long. They Everyone is like, maybe it's because it was the full moon. I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe that's it. Maybe everyone just needs to take a vacation. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know if like the moon, I don't know. That's I don't not follow. something I, I don't usually know. like yeah. subscribe to. I don't. Um, I will say like <laughs> last week felt kind of fast to me, but then this weekend also felt fast. And last night there was so much happening on TV because obviously there was Potomac and Salt Lake City, which we'll talk about. Succession is back on Sunday nights. I haven't even watched the new episode yet. And Insecure premiered too. I watched that like after, I watched that at like 11 p.m. in bed on my iPad because I, I was like, I need to be in bed right now, but I also want to watch this show. First world problems. Absolutely. I don't understand, though, like, Bravo. Okay, it's always overwhelming to me when there are, like, two Bravo shows on the same night that are, like, must-see. And so Sundays are already a lot. And then it's, like, every HBO show is always on Sunday, too. It's like, why are we... Why are well, we neglecting the other days of the week? Sunday is and it has always been HBO's day. That is just Sunday is their day. And I know. We're only in so it's almost November and that means all the new shows like not Bravo but all like the regular channel shows are coming back like January, February. So it's like listen. It's a blessing. I- <laughs> it's a blessing yet all it's a stressful blessing i will i won't say it's a blessing and a curse it's like a blessing that carries with it some stress yeah. um <laughs> did we have any bravo news this weekend was there anything at oh the top gosh. of our head um, like i can't i don't think there oh, were like hello teresa got engaged teresa got engaged love love no, love no one was surprised. I, no, I mean, through no. her Insta- <laughs> I was looking through her Instagram feed yesterday, and it's really funny because, like, every single, like, most of her feed right now, because she's on 
this couple's trip is just pictures of her and Louie. And like every caption is some variation of like, love, love to be held by you. <laughs> Nothing but love forever. Love being with my baby. And it's like all of the captions are like so simple, but like just different variations of like, love, wah, 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 love, love, love. And it's like, Teresa is very in her like love bubble right now. And, you know, I want the best for her. Um, yeah, so you know, we'll see. Season what what will it be? It won't be season twelve, maybe season thirteen wedding storyline. Right. Or spit or its own Oh God. Tray down it's, the aisle. It's weird because it feels like obviously we've been through so much with Teresa, but we've never seen her like get engaged or married. Like uh, she was with Joe the whole time. So it's like it feels like, oh, like we we've done this before, but like we really haven't. And there hasn't been other besides Danielle when she was a friend. There hasn't been like a Jersey wedding, right? Kind of ever. What is Joe up to? Does anybody um, know? I feel like he's not Joe, as into Instagram as he was last year. No, he did do one of those like clickbait Lincoln bio posts that like you know like Vicky yeah. does them. On, yep. Yeah, um, he did one of those like reacting to the engagement. And the there was literally only like one quote from him in this whole like twelve page <laughs> spam article that you have to click through. But he basically was like, "I'm happy for them. It seems a little quick, but you know, I'm happy for them." And it's like, okay, that's like a little bit like a a compliment sandwich. <laughs> like, I mean, he just needs to be relevant. Like, I'm I'm happy for them. But okay, but I'm happy, you know. Um, yeah, I yeah, I'm happy for Teresa. Um, also, I love that Dina was there. Like, I love that I know. Teresa They've and Dina, like, after all these years, really are still, like, have this, friends. like, bond with each other. Yeah, like, because they don't live in the same place, you know, like, they don't always get to see each other. Um, but I, I love, I love, love, love it. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other Jersey Housewives have been hanging out all freaking weekend long. And I'm just like, I need this. I okay, know. I say this, like, all the time, but every time... We see Housewives hanging out. It gets us amped up for the season. So, like, now, yeah. right now, I'm excited for Jersey. And then Especially, I hope it's, like, a good yeah. season. Because, like, during the season, well, I'm always like, God, this sucks. So I saw some of them last week. I met Melissa Gorga for the first time. And you mm. know what the first thing I said to her? I literally just go, Melissa, I love all of your TikToks with Antonia. <laughs> like, you couldn't. You <laughs> that were was just like, like my, uh. That was, like, my icebreaker with Melissa Gore. Like, that was all, what I could think to say to her in that moment. And you know what? She was receptive. She said... She's she a very nice about, woman, like, in real she life. She is. She was talking about uh, Antonia, like, always gets mad at her when they're, like, doing the TikToks together. Because she's, like, I don't know, like, not doing it right or whatever. And I'm like... See, we look at Melissa yeah. like she's so hot. She's a MILF, whatever. But Antonia, like, it's her mom. So it's, like, she doesn't like her the same way. And it's, like... She is so hot. She's so young say, and hip and cool. I got to say, out of all the people that were at that book party, Joe Gorga was like maybe the most popular. He was hanging out with the Summer House cast. You know, so, everybody loves Joe Gorga. That, yeah, the house, ho- the house husbands are coming for the wives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of couples on Housewives, let's get to Potomac, the last oh. night of our couples trip. Okay, I was like, where's um, this segue going? Yeah, I, you know, sometimes it... There's like a couple hoops to jump through, but you always get there. Um, so we're on the last night of the trip. Um, we're going to do a little crab boil, but a fancy crab boil. The mm-hmm. table setting outside looked really nice. I was like, 
I was into it. Have you ever you've um, had a crab boil before or been to one? Um, actually, I, I haven't done a crab boil. I've done a crawfish boil because, like, mm. I went. I lived in right. Louisiana. That's like the thing there. Um, crab sounds fun. <laughs> it sounds yummy. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those meals slash like events that I always want to participate in, but like I don't eat fish, so like I wouldn't. But it looks so good, like delicious. Yeah. It's very like. Yeah, it's very, like, hearty, and, like, you have to, like, do the work yourself to, like, get mm-hmm. the meat, which I feel like is, it makes me feel like I'm living in a time, like, if I was, like, a hunter-gatherer or something, like, you know, I feel like I've accomplished something with yeah. the food that I eat. But so Gordon, Gordon pretty quickly leaves the crab boil because he's cold and he wants to go inside, um, which I don't think anybody was really that sad about him leaving, but then eventually, of course, he comes back and... They always do. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he immediately starts making more comments about Ashley sleeping on the bus earlier. And, like, then when Ashley kind of says something to him about the, the comments he was making, he acts like he has no idea what she's talking about. And this was, like, frustrating to me because I'm like, dude, like, you first of all, you've been obnoxious the whole trip. But it's like, if you're going to be a dick and then somebody, like, brings it up later... It's so annoying for him to just, like, act like he doesn't know what she's talking about. It's like, fucking own it. Like, if you're going to be, like, dragging Ashley on the bus, then be like, yeah, I'm sorry I dragged you on the bus. Don't be like, what bus? I He, he didn't play that off well, but I think it was because he really wasn't, like, we all, everyone thought he was being a dick, but I think it's always hard when the person doesn't think they are. So he was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like, Jay, did you actually really think you were like being playful and she was like receptive to it? Because that's not how it was going. But they already are, they're butting heads. She says, you have amnesia. Then she stepped it up a notch and asked if he has Alzheimer's, which like, can we as a whole no longer bring up Alzheimer's like on any show? It's like, it's very, it's not a nice dig. It's not... It's not like you're calling someone a bitch. Like, it's just not nice. And it's, we've yeah, seen it play I think out that's before. Something, it's, I think that's something where, like, any, if you're using anything as an insult that's, like, or, like, a jab or whatever that's, like, related to an actual health problem or disease or anything, like, put a, take a pause, rethink that, and come up with, like, a different way to get your point across because... I mean, it's just never, it's never really, I, I mean, it's obviously not that you're not trying to be nice, but it's just not really an appropriate thing. And it's like, there are so many people watching this show and right. maybe even people in the cast who have been affected by that. And it's just like, Ashley. And like, y- there are so many times when I'm on Ashley's side, like when Candace is saying like body shaming stuff about her and I'm like leave Ashley alone. And so then Ashley, it's like, okay, like, and that was something where like Mia got upset at Ashley and I thought it was justified because it's like, don't ask my husband if he has Alzheimer's. Like that's low. Well, because she looked at it because there is such an age gap, whatever. And like she was like maybe hitting that he was old, but then leave it to Mia. Mia snapped right back when she said, where's your husband? At home, watch my children. She goes, are you sure? And I was like, oh, she hit her where it hurt. And that's and that's the thing, like that actually I thought was like great shade from Mia because it was like Yes. I mean it was maybe a little below the belt, like it was personal, but it wasn't like problematic. 
And so yeah. it's like, yeah, like you came for her and like we all, coming for Ashley for her marriage is like fair game. They've put it out there for years. You can't say something to someone's husband and like have, and Mia's just not going to sit there quietly. Like she said what she needed to say. Right. And I mean, to, I can't believe I'm saying this, but to oh, Michael's no. credit, I do think it seems like he is doing a lot better job as, you know, with taking care of the kids and stuff. But it's like, yeah, he's, I think Michael has done more than enough in the past, like, five years on this show to make himself, uh, you know, an easy target. So it's like, you know, I don't feel that bad for him. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence, thanks to Honeylove. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. My favorite moment at this dinner, though, was Ms. Karen Huger getting, sort of popping in and then popping out, <laughs> out of this large fake cake. And the visual of her walking across the lawn with the cake pulled up, like, to her knees... <laughs> and then her like plopping down inside of it. It's like everybody's just watching them bring over the cake. Like, uh, who brought this cake? How did it get to the house? And where did they? All- like, how, how- I need to know all the details about that. It was very large. I'm like, this was. I mean, this. It's not like that was just like lying around at this right. house on the bay. Right. Oh my god, <laughs> they have a massive cake. One of us should jump in it. Like that was pre. That was ordered. Um, I I'm ready. I feel like you are too. I'm ready for this trip to be, um, I'm done with this trip. It's time. Nothing was accomplished. Well, it's it's hard when a trip starts on such an explosive note with Mia and Candace and the salad tossing. <laughs> and like, 
you know, they they fortunately were able to patch things up and like move forward with each other. And then it was like after that, there wasn't any like real content happening on this trip. It was like, right. okay, like that. And, you know, the season finale is next week. And I feel like I know this this season, it, it's like there's been a lot of kind of like one on one conflicts that then sort of are like extinguished. And so I I sort of feel like I think this season has been enjoyable, but I'm I feel like it's like kind of at a natural ending point. It's not totally one of those agree. things where I'm like, ah, how is it the finale already? I'm like, yeah, like we've had a lot, you know, like like Wendy with Robin and Giselle, like that's its thing. Like Karen and Giselle kind of like patch their stuff up. Mia fought with everyone a little bit, but now she's like generally on good terms with people. You know, Candace and Ashley aren't making any progress. Like, okay, we can stop here for now and then like pick up next season. I mean, I cannot tell you that I wasn't uh, surprised as usual. And they were like, and next week on the season finale. (laughs) Because I'm like, See, I only, I only, the only reason I like, kind of guessed that next week would be the season finale is because I feel like they taped the reunion a hundred years ago. Yes. And, and her wedding needs to happen and that's it. Her her vow renewal. Oh, if you ask Karen Huger, it's a wedding. Like she's calling it a wedding. And I'm like, okay. I have to say, I've always liked Karen. Like I've never not liked her, but she wasn't. Remember like last year, even when it started, people like were f- like fanatics over Karen Huger. And I was like, okay, like she's yeah. just like, a, you know, my a regular um, housewife to me. She's like really, 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 really stepped it up for me. Like she is. Oh, okay. I really like, she's like up there for I've me. I've always, I've always been a Karen fan. I have a Karen Huger prayer candle yes. on my windowsill at home. Um, Yeah, I think she and Giselle are two of the best examples of housewives that show up for work. They don't, they always, they always get the job done and they don't take it too seriously. They don't, I think they know how to produce the good, compelling TV without kind of getting in too deep. And like, I saw Karen respond to a tweet last night that kind of made me think about this where, um, they were like saying how it was just like something about how it's like a great season or like the ratings were good or something like that. And Karen was like, yeah, like, well, you know, we always, we always like bring the goods or, you know, like, I feel like they really understand that it's like, yeah, we're on this TV show for a reason. We show up, we give the people what they want. Right. And you know, they always deliver. And Potomac, it is impressive to think about Potomac has never really had like a weak season. Like there have been like more, I feel like their seasons range from like pretty good to excellent, but like there's never really been a season that's like, eh, you know, I and think that's impressive. that it, no, I agree. I think it's been, that's why remember, I think it was last year. Everyone was like, don't sleep on Potomac. Like it's, oh, yeah. it, it has I always like- been on an uphill I think last right. year before, I think before <laughs> trajectory, like before season five, I feel like was kind of the moment where everybody was like, if you're a Bravo fan, you need to be watching this show. Right. And like this season, I feel like it's kind of been like normalized. It's like, oh yeah, everybody watches Potomac. I judge a little bit people who still haven't watched every Housewife franchise. I know it's yeah. a journey and I know it's an obligation, <laughs> no, I, but like, I agree. You can't pick I think and there's like, 
Okay, I do think there's like kind of two tiers because I think there are a lot of people who watch like New York, Beverly Hills, maybe a Salt Lake, maybe a Jersey type of thing. Like there, that's kind of your like basic Housewives fan. And then there's the second tier is like, I've watched all of Atlanta. I've watched all of OC. I've watched, I think OC is a big one because there's so many seasons. And I think like lately it hasn't been that like top tier oh, God, but some God. of those old seasons it's like if you're if you're a housewives connoisseur you can't just like not see the like heather debro gretchen alexis bellino my idiot queen like you can't just like <laughs> you can't just like pretend okay jesus that, drugs that you can't just pretend that doesn't exist yeah i agree um <laughs> i can't believe you just said idiot queen i cannot oh no that's like that's my like label for her like i i she's like when camera moves the chair (laughs) okay i want to also like i'm glad some people listening to this don't know what we're talking about because you need to go and watch oc season yeah seasons like six seven eight nine oh my god i mean season nine shannon shows up that's a whole yeah yeah (gasps) you just gotta watch you go Go fucking, like, I love that we're a Bravo, it's a Bravo podcast. We've done, like, 250 episodes, and we're like, hey, guys, have you heard of this show, The Real Housewives <laughs> of Orange County? It's Go literally watch it. the original Housewife franchise. Let's continue talking about Potomac, though, shall yeah, we? a little bit of a tangent. Um, So <laughs> there's this weirdness with Mia and her mom and Gordon, like, so uh, apparently Mia and Gordon, like, after the cast trip went on, like, some kind of staycation together and so Mia's mom was like still watching the kids I guess but then she was like stressed out and she and Gordon got into a fight this was very weird to me but it's frustrating I feel like Gordon I think he and Mia like you know have a love each other have a what their own dynamic but it feels like Gordon isn't always like looking out for what's going to be best for Mia because it's like on the trip on the show, he was, like, causing problems, getting way too drunk, mm-hmm. fighting with Ashley, all this stuff. And then now, in this, we don't see a lot of the, like, we don't get all the details, but it feels like Gordon is also sort of causing problems in Mia's relationship with her mom, which we know is, like, a complicated thing that she's still working on. And so it's, like, it it frustrates me if he can't kind of sense what is going to be best for her and like act accordingly. Yeah. I thought, I did think it was funny that they were taking like a staycation after like their vacation with the group. And I did feel bad though, because when she said she had to come home like two hours after they had left, because it's, it seems difficult because she's still trying to juggle the relationship with her mom. So, and that's, with her, like her own personal. So then for her to see like G and her and her mom, I don't know. What should we call him? G or Gordon? I'm like, I feel like I don't. G is like when they were when they explained like you're tight with him. Like, I don't feel uh, he's not G Wait, to me. He's Gordon. also, you know what? This is like so stupid. But G makes me think of on Bling Empire. Christine Chu calls yeah, her baby, baby G. her son, baby G. And so like, I don't know why. Baby J. <laughs> right. If you haven't watched Bling Empire, go watch that. We're full, <laughs> we're full of recommendations. Um, Wait, but season we, two is supposed to like what the hell happened with season two of Bling Empire? It's coming. Okay. I'm sure it's coming. Okay, well, um, it needs to come. 
Well, Selling Sunset's coming first. So. Guys, watch Selling ah. Sunset as well. <laughs> um, Dylan and okay. I have not only interviewed Bravo celebrities, we've interviewed uh, we the have. peeps from oh, Bling Kevin. Empire. Yeah, and Selling Sunset, I believe, or someone has in Betcha. I don't even remember if it was like me. <laughs> I think Heather Ray Young was on Betcha's Bride, Bride, which she just yes, got married which, this week. I run. Um, anyway. Sorry, Heather Ray Omusa now. Oh. <laughs> Um, okay, so Giselle's daughters go plant shopping for their new front yard. Um, and Priorities this was, for the house. <laughs> this scene, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, like Giselle's daughters drag her. Giselle's daughters like give her so much shit. And like, yes, but also I love that they're, that her daughters are like emotionally intelligent enough to be like, having these thoughts and like bringing them up to her mom. Cause I feel like the things they're saying, while it can be construed as like dragging her, I think they're just being like really honest about their feelings and how, you know, seeing their parents have this, you know, kind of toxic relationship dynamic has affected their, you know, ideas of what a relationship should be like. And I think that's like, at the end of the day, it's a really like nice conversation because Giselle obviously wants to do the best she can and it's like this is information that's important and I'm glad they're having this conversation I actually think Giselle appreciates it most when it comes from her daughters because they're her daughters but same thing with Teresa it totally reminds me of Teresa with Gia like she only would listen to like what Gia said something to her it kind of is similar obviously if like Karen Huger is telling Giselle that her relationship is a mess. That is going to hit way different than her daughters being like, look, like your relationship with dad has kind of fucked us up. Like, and I think that's something that happens a lot when you have parents who are divorced. And especially in this dynamic, there was cheating. And then they're, you know, trying to get back together. And obviously their dad is kind of like this philanderer guy. Like, so I think it was, I liked it. And then later we see Giselle um, with Dr. Ken, like doing therapy and like, she's being really open. She's like, I don't want to be, you know, messing up my daughters because of my, the way that I'm handling my relationships. And like, I think that's a really tough thing. And I'm glad she's thinking about it. I like how she was like to them, it's okay, you guys, Like, it's okay to talk about things and then they told her to lead by example because she doesn't and that she has like walls up and they told her she's emotionally unavailable so I think like she this happened like last season or two ago anyway where she like needed to hear that and then she kind of did a little bit of change but I always appreciate seeing the girls (laughs) when she asked if she should bring a date to Karen's vow renewal and it's like no Who would you bring? And then they ask her in her confessional. She's like, I'm casually dating. But then she makes it sound like she's like seeing someone. And I'm like, to me, casually dating implies you're like going on dates. Like that doesn't mean that you have like (laughs) a person that you're like kind of have a thing with. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) I do want Giselle to be happy. I don't. I mean, and like I I'm not projecting on her that she needs a man, but she says in therapy that she wants a man. She just doesn't want to be like answering to somebody. And so. isn't that the truth for everybody? Um, also last night, Karen was on Watch Happens Live and they asked, someone asked like who Nicki Minaj 
Is least favorite was and she was like no it's no one's least favorite and then Karen goes but Nikki tore Giselle's ass apart oh my god (laughs) well there were like rumors that Nikki really went in on Candace she asked her a lot of questions she said well and then Candace basically was like she went hard on me but she went hard on everybody like it sounds like she was talking to Candace about music like the music career it sounds like Nicki Minaj had a lot of thoughts about everyone in the cast, <laughs> and she didn't wasn't shy about sharing them. Um, but we'll honestly, see, I, Bravo should do this continuously and like bring a different celeb for to like each of the reunions. That's like a big fangirl right, of that bring show. Like, bring like Sarah Paulson to the Beverly yes. Hills reunion. You know she would be like, <laughs> I want like yeah, I want hard, <clears throat> I want hard questions. <clears throat> Miley, we can bring Miley for one. I would appreciate that. Oh, that would be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. What if, like, it's the new, like, hosting SNL, like, popping up at a Housewives <laughs> reunion. That's, like, the new promo tour. I know. I mean, why not? Whatever. But you know what? Karen's butterfly slash dead moth invitations oh, were giving me bridesmaids vibes. But bridesmaids just had one dainty butterfly pop out, and Karen had, like, larva in hers. It's like metamorphosis yeah. was happening in the box. The execution of this. Well, first of all, I think the idea is um, just not. It's a it, like I, in your head, it's like so romantic and beautiful and the butterflies are blossoming yeah. everywhere. But it's like the execution just doesn't really work. No. Um, Candace said they were cockroaches. I'm like, are you? They all felt like lie, like animals were going to jump out of this little box. Right, like, like a guys, snake is going to be in that box. Like, come Everyone on. relax. But she wants to make this as special as she could. I don't really know what the... Yeah, I get it. It's for, I don't know. I would have done without 25 it. 25 years. There's, Karen and Ray. Yes. There's pe- places people can always not cut corners, but just save money on. Like, I just don't think that was necessary. You know? Do you... Where, where do you buy butterflies? <laughs> are you allowed then at that point? Like, are they're free now? Like, did I need to bring them inside? Like, what's got like half of them were already dead? I don't know. Giselle I, thought she sent mothballs, <laughs> which I'm like, Giselle. <laughs> um, okay, we got to talk you. about Ashley and we got to talk about Ashley and Michael. Do unfortunately. we? We do. Um, briefly. We'll keep, okay. we'll keep it brief. But so like Ashley has mentioned before, Michael's not really being receptive to her physical advances. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she books the room at the the Watergate Hotel, which was previously owned by Michael Darby, <laughs> which is so random. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a little weird that Michael just seems very like awkward around her. And that didn't like... Michael has always been, like, I don't think the audience has ever loved watching him, but it did seem before, like, he was very into Ashley at one point. Yes, but, okay, so she was even talking about this with the therapist, and, like, even the therapist was kind of like, huh? Like, very bizarre, and that's not good feedback to get from a therapist, but, like, maybe it really is the age difference, or maybe he's just, like... I don't know. Ashley is just a sexual person in general, and she was, like, really trying. And yeah. he was more into, when they closed the door, like, the to- the buttons on the toilet seat. Oh, babe, look at the buttons on the toilet. And she was like, okay, I'll be here when you're done, like, fucking touring the bathroom in the room. I but did, it's sad. I did love that in the midst of her, like, 
trying to be seductive. She just is like chugging a Corona. I know, <laughs> like, like you need liquid she, her courage. Brand is, her brand is strong. Um, I hope yeah. things go. I don't know. I mean, that's a problem for me. Well, it's tough because it's like, obviously, Ashley and Michael are this couple that we've like, like, they're not anybody's favorite couple that's watching this show. But I do like Ashley and I want Ashley to be like fulfilled in her relationship. So I'm like, I hope they kind of like get to a better place. But then also it's like, maybe she should just like leave him. Maybe, but you know an interesting know. fact? I think this I is just know. coincidental, and I think she's just in her own head. When she said the the cheating was yeah. at the same point where she is now, like three months postpartum with Dean, and that's where she is right now with Dylan, and this is happening. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a little mix of both. Like, she's probably like, you know, but, or his timing is impeccable. Who knows? Uh, well season finale next week can't wait for Karen's second wedding to Ray Grey's Anatomy the most iconic binge worthy drama is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers will Teddy survive will Joe and Link finally find happiness together Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona you can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about Salt Lake City. Speaking of couples that need to get it together, we have another lengthy scene of Jenny and Dewey discussing the prospect of having another kid, and this time getting more into the idea of having a sister wife. And the thing that I've been seeing, the thought has crossed my mind, and I've been seeing more people on social media and stuff kind of saying this, especially after last night's thing, Does this feel like a storyline that is maybe a little bit pre-planned by them as they're coming on the show? Okay, so I said I because of the the drastic measures of this situation, I didn't ever want to say that because it is serious. However, I did say last episode that this is now the fourth episode in a row. They're talking about right. it. And this is again tonight, last night, another episode of it. So it's kind of like, really? Uh, like, it's an, and it, it's more to get people talking about it. And the more people are like hating on Dewey, the more they're talking about it. I, for one, personally would never, like, if he was my husband, I would never trust him again. That if that, if you are so easy to say, like, yeah, why not? Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. I would never right. definitely trust you ever again. But he they were just saying, like, the point is to have a big family. I get it. And he's just brushing it off, though. Like, he's like, yeah, my, my grandpa had, like, 40 kids. But you want, but you love your three kids that you have right now. So it's just, like, it it's, 
I agree. I do think that it could be a storyline, the sister wife aspect of it, the sister wife mm-hmm. aspect. But yeah, no, I do think it probably the dynamic of her not wanting another kid and him wanting another kid. I feel like that is probably rooted in reality, but it just feels so like the sister wife conversation. He's being so casual about yes. it. Yes. And like she is like so uncomfortable about it. And the disconnect between like him having any kind of understanding of why she feels weird about it, it just feels like a little unbelievable. And the way, you know, she's talking about like, oh, like those people are FLDS, like we're Catholic. It wouldn't even be, I don't, have you talked to a priest? And he's like, well, the Ten Commandments, it just feels a little bit like, it doesn't feel like a natural, like organic conversation. Like it feels like, also, like, there, he invited me on an oyster night. It's our thing. And it feels very much like they sat down to have this conversation about the sister wife. And she's like, we haven't really spoken since the last time. And it's like, well, that's convenient. You're just going to, like, pick up pick up where we, where we left off. I And I think it, I don't know, somebody I saw was bringing up that it's like, did Jenny not film a lot with the other women at the beginning? Because it feels like we keep getting these long scenes of her and Dewey. And thankfully, we have a group scene at the, and finally everybody is together at the tubing. But it feels like Jenny has kind of been like doing her own thing outside of like a couple one on one scenes. And I'm glad to finally get the group together this episode. There was a TikTok going around last week of this girl being like saying rumors about Jenny. And then she's like, How do I know? Because I'm her niece. And I was like, (gasps) Yeah, it was like she was saying, um, like, she didn't come from nothing. Like, that was a lie. And, like, that was the main thing. That it's, like, her whole kind of, like, backstory is fabricated. Jenny responded to a, in a comment on Instagram saying that this... She basically confirmed that this is her niece, but that they haven't, like... She hasn't seen this part of the family in, like, nine years. And also that the the time in, like, college when she was struggling, like she was talking about, was, like, before this niece was even born. So it's not, like... Maybe the niece is thirsty. Maybe Jenny's lying. Who knows? Yeah, it's... I mean, it's obviously, like, an interesting little, like, wrinkle in her, Mm -hmm. you know, in the fabric. But it's, like... Yeah, no, I, I thought... I was glad to see Jenny get into it with Mary later in this episode because I'm, like, okay, like... That's we need everyone to be like interconnected more, and like t- so to see Jenny finally getting into it with somebody in the group, and then also Mary, which who we've kind of seen on her own a lot, or like just talking to Meredith or just talking to uh Whitney. Like, I was glad to see Mary really get bring it this episode, and her yeah. and Lisa is like a fun dynamic that I feel like we have not really gotten a lot of so yeah, because I was mary like, like hasn't left the house in two seasons exactly and so it's like when we have these group scenes that everyone attends because remember mary didn't go to ice fishing she was like i don't want to do that i don't understand they do a lot of outdoor activities which i've said is not always my cup of tea but it feels like this cast has like they like sometimes you just have to go because you're filming a TV show. Yeah, and I will say, snow tubing looked way more fun to me than most of the shit that these women do. Very fun. I can't wait to talk about snow tubing. So, <laughs> like, because um, there is so much that happened that I'm like 
need need to like word vomit about, but some other tidbits in the episode first, like the the fillers, the fillers. Okay, so Meredith, Meredith and Seth go out to dinner, whatever. They're so horny. I know. I like. Oh, they're so hot. <laughs> whatever. Um, so they're talking about buying a piece of property and building a home in Deer Valley, and this was very surprising to me because it feels like Meredith kind of lives in Salt Lake City for the show. Like, it's a little unclear how much she's actually there. I feel like she's always in New York when, like, right now. And so, and we know they've been renting. And so I was kind of like, oh, like, okay, you're, like, serious about being here. I think Meredith would thrive anywhere else besides (laughs) Salt Lake City. I think she thrives, like, she has her store in Park City. Like, I think she thrives in, like, the very specific, like... right. that one little like lane of Salt Lake City but just like Utah in general I feel like doesn't isn't quite her vibe no um but you know they're gonna build a beautiful house with a view um and I I I love that for them her speak up for herself that she wants Seth to be helping out more when it comes to like handling problems with the kids and stuff like that like I think that's that's a valid thing to say and especially their kids are all grown like they're Mm -hmm. out of the house for the most part and so i think it's like she doesn't need him to be like changing diapers and doing carpool it's like she needs them to act he she needs him to actually like step up and like support their kids right in their lives like he just thinks they're still in like their honeymoon phase and like having fun and like i feel like he forgets like that aspect of life sometimes i'm like you know you're like a 50 year old man (laughs) Who, like, has been married forever, right? Yes. Okay. So, Beauty Lab and Laser turns one, and so do five little boys. But my question about this is, okay, is this going to happen? Is it just because it's their both their first birthdays, or is this going to, like, literally happen every freaking year? Like, are we going to have... I think it's have- just the first birthday. And okay, I will cute. say, I, I bet you liked this, too. Of course. That the party was... Jordan ones themed because everybody's turning one. Like that was, that's a clever thing. I did and I didn't. I did and I didn't. Okay. I I did because it was very cute, but it was a lot that like everyone there was wearing like the same shoes. It was not special. And like, Like, we have to have like five babies doing a cake smash at the same time. Yeah. No, no, no. I like that. The the Jordans. I'm very, you know, I'm particular, but I, so I was like, it was very cute and sweet. And, and Angie was there, which was super fun. Yeah, so Angie... she doesn't get out much. <laughs> um, except to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but so Angie, like, yeah, I wasn't sure after the casino night party whether she would be, like, sticking around or whether she just kind of was necessary for, like, a plot point with the Whitney and Lisa dynamic. But based on this episode, it seems like she's going to be kind of hanging with the group and we'll see how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that right now. Um, cause I still feel like she was brought in very suddenly. Um, but she certainly has a great time at this one year old birthday hold party. Her liquor. She's like <laughs> lying on the floor in the middle of beauty lab. She fell like twice and then they carry her out and she threw up. I was like, girlfriend, Oh my God, it is a first birthday party. You at- know, it happens to the best of us, but maybe not at that kind of event. Yeah, exactly. Listen, I've yes, I I can't judge. <laughs> Dabbled in a in a drink, um, but yeah. So she's talking about basically how she, you know, Lisa has been ignoring her. Lisa's like fucking done with her. Um, 
and she wants to get back on good terms with Lisa. And I, I do like Heather's basically like, yeah, no, like Lisa isn't going to just like love you again. That's not how Lisa works. Meanwhile, Jen is kind of like, I think it's super weird that Angie thinks that Lisa is like holding this grudge, whatever. It's like, but she is like, she actually is. Yeah. Jen was kind of playing it. Not so she was like pretending she had absolutely no. She's like, what? And I was, Jen, Jen is Jen- doing, Jen is like doing, is like repeating Lisa's line about how she's like, that's not something I would do. That doesn't, that doesn't even sound like me. And it's, and we're all like, yes, it does. And Jen is basically like repeating that. And we're like, again, yes, that does sound like something Lisa Barlow would do. I loved that when she was like, that doesn't sound like something Lisa Barlow would do. And I was like, are we talking about the same person? Because it, like, right, it definitely does. So, okay, so. Whitney chose snow tubing, which is two hours away, which according to Mary is 60 minutes twice. So it, it she's is. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. We did not even she's, have to Google that. She's better at math than uh, than Mia trying to calculate her own age. Yeah. So she got up when she <laughs> rolled up in that in that limo that was sitting in the back. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But I agree with you like that in with the trips. She didn't want to be there more than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was like, what? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I get if maybe the specific activity isn't your cup of tea. But, like, she wasn't being asked to do anything, like, so dangerous or so, you know. I mean, it looked fun for ev- everybody else was having a great time. It's so fun. And so it's at a certain point, it's kind of like. You're on this show. Like, what do you think? Do you think you're never going to have to do an activity? Like, right. these shows are fucking built on doing dumb activities as a group and then going and drinking and having drama. Um, Duh. But her, I'm sorry, her issue with Lisa over Lisa saying, like, I'm going to have to Google the thing about carbonation making your ovaries harder. Ovaries harden, yeah. This was one of the dumbest feuds I feel like we've seen because Lisa, what Lisa said is just like such a normal thing to Lisa say. Lisa was in not a moment. wrong. That's me saying that. Lisa was not <laughs> wrong in that at like, all. Mary is like saying something about your health that nobody's ever heard before. Saying like, okay, I'll Google it is like truly the most meaningless thing the and most that's harmless not fact thing to checking say. and that's not doubting like dylan if you tell me something that i've never heard of before anyone is prone is going to google it because you're also going to read more about like you're like wait i've never heard about that before i'm going to google it. it it's not offensive she's not calling right, like, you dumb like it, it was i google a hundred <laughs> things a day it was also like for mary Mary was bottling something up and that triggered, like that set her off. It wasn't what she said. I think she just needed to say something and Mary was going off. Exactly. Like, so it was literally like, wait, what, what the fuck? Right. It had nothing to do with that. But then that dynamic converts into they're in the parking lot after they arrive. Lisa and Mary are still sort of going at it, trying to like, Lisa's like apologizing, kind of. Like, what the hell was that? Right. Because for Lisa, it so came out of nowhere that she's like, no, no, no. Like, we don't have an issue because I literally don't have an issue. You just, like, popped off on me. And then Jenny, which I kind of love this energy from Jenny. She's like, shut the fuck up. And, And Mary's like, 
don't ever say that word to me. It's like, okay, what what just happened again? So I agree because we've all been a Jenny before. We're like, everyone shut the fuck up. Like, let's go. Like she was trying to move it along. However, now I know Mary is not used to that. So Mary's like, don't like tell me to shut the fuck up. What I don't agree with. And this was my downfall for Jenny is her like, and I get it, and she didn't say until after that it was a hard day for her, like it was the anniversary of of um, right. her daughter's Losing death. Her so daughter, like, yeah. her saying though, like, don't you don't know me? Don't tell me what to do. Like, that is not what happened. Mary wasn't telling you what to do. She wasn't attacking you. She wasn't coming for you. Like, she was. You're the one that flipped out, and you're the one that like was yelling. Yeah. So Mary was like simply saying, don't speak to me like that. She wasn't like telling you what to do. So I did not appreciate Jenny's outburst at lunch. And I agree with Mary in this fact that she was talking to Mary and not making eye contact with her because I don't like when people do that. Your your message was to Mary and you weren't tell you weren't looking at her. Yeah. So I think it really just seemed like Obviously, Jenny had a lot of emotions that day. Right. It also seemed like Mary was, we don't know the backstory for Mary, but it seemed like she was also just kind of not in the mood. Like, you know, she clearly, she flipped on Lisa for no reason. She flipped out on Jenny again, kind of for no reason. She was clearly, you know, not into the whole activity. Like, Mary was not in the mood that day. And so, like... I think with her and Jenny, it was truly just like, you two just need to probably not interact with each other right now. Whereas with Lisa, it was like, no, this is weird. Like you, like Mary should apologize to her. I agree because they also have a history, whereas Jenny and Mary don't. So that was kind of like random. But at the, but I also want to know if more, because we talked about this last week when Jenny was on Watch Robbins Live and she kept saying Mary for every answer, like they have an issue. And I want to know yeah. if this last night was the issue and it went da- like wrong from there and now they don't get along at all. Or if something kind of happened before that. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they yeah. just don't like each other in general, but that was just I a have, massive, like, weird situation. I have a feeling last night was kind of like the the kickoff <laughs> incident and that we're going to see them kind of clashing throughout the season from now on. I love um, that lunch. What, like, Heather was like, so did you two talk? Like, are you two okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're like, after what happened on the bus, I think everybody's just kind of shell-shocked. They're like, wait, so, like, um... What's what's the deal there? But Angie, Angie is, you know, she speaks up at lunch and is like, so Lisa, let's talk about our issues, which, you know, if she wants to be in the running to hold a snowflake, she is doing what she needs to do in terms of uh, mentioning it all. Um, and she, you know, I think... Lisa obviously has a lot of feelings about what she was accused of and is very adamant that it didn't happen. And, you know, from Lisa's perspective, I understand why, because Angie's like, let's just move on. And I do get why Lisa's like, I kind of need an apology because if Lisa is telling the truth about the catering situation, then Angie was kind of, 
throwing her under the bus for no reason. If Lisa's telling the truth, then I owe everyone an apology because... <laughs> but also, I do agree with... Ugh, look at me, like, on Team Lisa this week, but we're not being, really, just saying we're, it. We're always harsh but fair. <laughs> yes, so Lisa, in her confessional, when she was like, why is it, Why is Jenny even telling this story? Like, that this is very... Like, these women are selfish. And, this is, and I kind of agreed with her because as serious as that was and, like, hard and, like, I get it, it was appropriate for her to get out that day and be with friends like I don't I don't know if that was the time or place for that information with a group of women you're like number one fighting with and number two like don't really know that well so I was kind of like iffy about that but still always like sending prayers to Jenny and Dewey for that because it's very hard to watch yeah I I didn't have an issue with her sharing I thought you know if if it really is like affecting your beha- your behavior and how you're reacting to things i think it's valid to, explain to it, kind yeah. of explain yeah um and clearly other women in that group can relate you know jen was talking about how she's had multiple miscarriages and that they wanted a lot more kids and she wasn't able to to do that mm-hmm. um but yeah it is kind of like <laughs> the like balance of like we're having this and then lisa's crying because she feels well, like everyone's co- she feels like everyone's always coming for her. But it's like Angie with the caterers, and then Whitney piling on, and then the Google thing coming out of nowhere. And it, it's the classic housewives thing of like you just got done saying you're gonna move forward and not talk about it, and then she like gets triggered a little bit and brings it up again five minutes later. We should have a and- drinking game like every time Lisa cri- like if Lisa cries to end an alter- like an, a fight or something. Right, and Drink. you see, it worked. She got what she wanted because Angie comes across the table, hugs, says, I'm sorry. And so, you know, after showing her emotions in that moment, Lisa all of a sudden has the upper hand again because Angie feels bad and is now trying to do whatever she can to get Lisa back. And so going forward, it's like, so where does that leave Whitney with Angie's friendship? Because like, I don't think Angie wants to choose a side, but I also think if Angie wants to be good with Lisa, she might have to choose a side. So, you know, that could kind of leave Whitney sort of without Angie on her team. You know, it's... I guess, but I also see also Whitney as like, being someone who's friends with everyone. Like, who cares? She doesn't care. Like, Yeah, but also it's like, is Angie somebody that you really need to have on your team? Like, does it... Does she? Does it matter? Other than shout out to her looking like the yellow Power Ranger in that outfit, like it I know, was. I kind of was loving that. It, it was, was a very like power and hot vibe. Jen looked amazing too. I have to say, Jen did ha- look amazing. She did, but wow, Jen did. Chatted up a storm. We did chat up a storm, um, and you know, a snowstorm, perhaps one could say. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen, because we'll be talking about lots more stuff forever. So there's just going to be like a million more episodes. Um, Also, if you love yourself some Bravo, check out all of our Bravo merch that we have from Shop Betches at Betches.co slash Bravo merch. Our Bravo legal team hat has been selling like hotcakes, I gotta say. Yeah, so like if you don't have one, it's gonna, you're gonna look kind of weird on the the street. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) we have it in a mug as well. So we do. If you're like a person, there's no excuse. No. Um, 
But thank you guys so much for listening. Have a have a great one. And just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.